Aloha. I am Kanaka. That is for you Holeo people. A Hawaii man. Kaliani is my name. I have not always worn the clothing or ministerial garments of you from Amelica. You see, it was not too long ago, this being the, the year of our Lord, 1825, that I was not a servant of the true God of heaven and earth. But to my shame, I lived as my island's kahuna, that is the alaya kahuna, or the head kahuna, as most of you would know, or the chief priest of my tribesmen. I gave homage to the great goddess Pele, offering to her the blood of many kanaka. I believe you say human beings. As a dead man, myself, I brought death and destruction, a slave of darkness to the devil, wretched and hell-bound, but I, like nearly all of my ohana, that's my family, along with all Kanaka from all of our islands, by the manifold mercies of the true God of heaven, through his blessed Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, hath been snatched from darkness into his marvelous light through his amazing grace. This miracle salvation, which all my fellow Hawaii men now confess, was first brought to these islands by the heavenly labors of one, Obukahaya, or as he began to be called, Obukaya, now known affectionately as the Awakener. This is his story. Our islands, in the center of the great ocean I believe you call the Pacific, having been inhabited for generations before me, was first charted by the Heoli, English Kapanu, Captain Cook, some 40 years past. This great Heoli warrior was considered as a god by we Kanaka, and on a most tragic day, Captain Cook and some of his warriors were slain by Kanaka men, my brethren. His body was then cut up, roasted, eaten, and his bones sent back to his English land. I could look at this very spot on the place of his death, of the place of his death. I could see it every morning from my temple of sacrifice. Kamehameha, the king of the far side of our island, was at long war with our Kona kingdom. What I believe you know today is the big island. For many centuries, the God of heaven only knows how many thousands of Kanaka died by the cruelest means. Those that did not die in battle were brought to the kahunas as myself. In the most torturous and excruciating ways, I would execute and torture my captives to the point of death. I could cut their hearts out while they were still alive and sacrifice them to my goddess Pele. We offered sacrifices regularly. We worshipped, tried to appease our god, the goddess Pele. During one battle, 
King Kamehameha and his warriors attacked our Ohana, our village. And my sister and her husband were sacrificed. Their son, later, Obukaya, later wrote of, his, of the account himself. When just a young boy of nine, the warriors from the north attacked our village. My father and mother hid us, that is my baby brother and myself, in a nearby cave. But we were soon discovered by our enemy. My father tried to run away and trick the murderers to follow him and to save my mother, brother, and me. But we were quickly captured by them. My mother was first killed before my eyes, then my father, as I ran with my baby brother on my back. But a warrior threw his spear and I went into the back of my brother. My brother, mother, and my father um, were killed by man. That would take me captive. I went to live in his village and his house as a slave. I only wanted to leave this miserable world and go to the underworld to be with my family again. Obukaya then became a slave to the warrior that slew his parents and baby brother. But I, as the kahuna, journeyed to his new village. And being the kahuna feared by all, was able to buy, purchase Obuakaya for my own by the price of a wild boar. Later again, another war broke out the following year. Obuakaya once again was captured as well as his aunt, who was like a second mother to him. As the conquerors threw her over the cliff into the volcano, young Obuakaya ran to join her in death but was captured once again by throw, before throwing his body into the pit. I again journeyed northward and redeemed for the second time Obuakaya and brought him back to my temple to train him to be a kahuna as myself. About this time, Kapana, that is for you English holy, Captain Caleb Brittnell from New Haven, Connecticut, sailed into our waters on the USS Triumph. Obukaya, in middle of night, swam to great ship and would have stolen away with these holia from America. But Captain Brittnell, being a Christian captain, Kapahana, was not, would not steal the lad, but brought him again to shore. His grandmother, along with myself, pled with him not to go as he would never return to live with us again. A young man, we could not see him part and be gone forever. But he promised us that he would come back someday. So, as fitting as it would be, for the price of a wild boar, Caleb Brinnell purchased Obukaya along with his new Hawaii friend Hopu, as in Thomas Hopu, and set sail for a new world. In 1809, in the year of our Lord, they landed in your New York, I believe you call it, and then later lived in New Haven, Connecticut where Obukaya was taken in by one Edward Dwight, the headmaster teacher of Yale College. Obukaya would learn to read from a puke, the Bible, 
having no written language in Hawaii, only hula, to tell our story. So Buakai began to take the Holy Scriptures and write them with letters that matched Hawaii speaking. About this time, Mr. Samuel J. Mills, son of Reverend Samuel Mills of Torringford, Connecticut, visited Yale College and brought Obuakaya back to his house to live and to learn the Christian religion. Mr. Samuel, that is son of the great high priest, for the true high, was a, was the son of a, the great high was a great high priest for the true God of heaven, desired to go into all parts of the world with the glorious gospel of Christ. He would be responsible for sending out many hundreds of missionaries, great other priests that would go into all the lands around the world from Alaska to Africa to to Burma to India to my native country of Hawaii and then to the islands of our Pacific Great Ocean. He was truly a man of God. He brought Obukai back to his home and adopted him as his brother. He taught Obukai to love the true God of heaven. He, that is Samuel J. Mills, Jr., as well as Pastors Harvey from Goshen, Connecticut, Pastor Beecher from Litchfield, Connecticut, Capiano, Captain James Morris from South Farms, I believe you know it as Morris, Connecticut, as well as his adopted father, Reverend Mills of Torringford, all, all helped Obuakaya to know salvation, found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. Obuakaya would write later in his Puke, his memoirs, I do not know what God will do with my poor soul. I shall go before God and also before Christ. God is able to save sinners if we have some feeling in him. I hope the Lord will send the gospel to the heathen land where the words of the Savior had never have been. Poor people worship wood and stone and shark and almost everything their gods. The Bible is not there. In heaven and hell they do not know about. I yet in this country and no father and no mother. But God is friend if I do his will. Later he wrote, I have met with a change of heart. Miserable and lost soul that I was. The Lord Jesus did appear as chiefest among 10,000. And one altogether lovely. And his mercy appeared to be welcomed to a sinner as I. Obukaya became great witness for Jesus. He spoke of Jesus to everyone he met. A work of grace has been begun in many places, and there are hundreds of hopeful converts or newly born by the influences of the Holy Spirit. Oh, how great and how wonderful is the arm of the Lord reaching forth his hand towards sinners and kindly taking them in his bosom of love. But are there not many sinners yet in the gall of bitterness and in bonds of iniquity, rejecting the free offer of salvation? Are not many opposers yet set against the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Oh, when shall these 
never dying souls find rest. It is very strange to me that so many careless and stupid sinners never think or have any concern for the worth of their immortal souls. O Lord, entreat thee to look down with compassion upon such dying sinners as are here in this land of the gospel light. O save them, O Lord God of hosts, save them. Glorify the riches of thy free grace in making them the hearers of, the, of thy holy kingdom. O glorious Jesus, thou Son of the Most High, have mercy on the never-dying souls of men. Thou canst do the helpless sinner good, for all homage, honor, glory, and worship are due to thee. The true promised Messiah and Redeemer of the world, thou canst work among sinners, and none can hinder thee. O Lord, save us, or we perish. I am a sinner as well as other. I feel myself an unfaithful creature, and yet I choose the Lord Jesus for my everlasting portion. I have nothing of my own to recommend myself to his holy favor. And the present that I can make unto Jesus is myself. He seeks not mine, but only me. And meanwhile, while Bilkiah's faith grew in the Lord Jesus Christ in his new home of Torringford, Connecticut, in the Reverend Mills' home, Reverend Mills' son, Samuel J. Jr., began his travels of a far west missionary tour to lands known as Missouri, New Orleans, on a horse for one year, 3,000 miles. He would make, meet famous holy warrior named Andrew Jackson. Later he, that's Mr. Mills, and his friend, a holy friend, Ebenezer Burgess, would travel to England and meet one Wilbur, 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 William Wilberforce. And then would sail to Africa in the service of their King Jesus. They would reach the worlds for Christ. Mr. Mills would write to his friend and he would say, though you and I are very little people, we must not rest until we reach this, every part of this ruined world for the, the gospel of Christ. And meanwhile, meantime, Henry, his new name being given to Abukaya, would minister to all far and wide. He would go from Hollis, New Hampshire, to Andover, New Massachusetts, to places of the far west of Massachusetts and then in here in Connecticut. He would minister and he would write nightly in his bouquet, his diary of his daily events. Later in the year 18 and 16, a school would be started to train young men with the, from the heathen lands as my own native Hawaii to be priests to the one true God of heaven. Mr. Samuel J. would be in Africa at the time having sailed from England to Africa in the service of his king. And the fathers back home in the churches of New England and Connecticut, with the help of Captain Capano, James Morris from South Farms, who had started a school for both men and women, something that the Capu would never allow. The mission school was decided to be started upon in 
a town called Cornwall, Connecticut. It was the first mission school in America where Obuakai studied to return to give the good, good news of the gospel. He was the star student of 19. He was the pupil that would go around in New England and would stir up the hearts of the Christians to the cause of world missions. But God had other plans for him, although he wanted to go to Hawaii so bad to come back, he promised to come back. God had other plans for him, and he slowly took sick in the beginning of the, the year of 1818. For several weeks, he lay in bed in a house, I understand, still in his existence, in a house in Cornwall. Every night, they would have nightly prayer meetings. He would pray, and they would sing songs, and they would challenge his other five Hawaii Brethren, Thomas Hopu and George Tenneray and three others of their need to go back to the land that he yearned to go back to to tell people of Christ. But on December, February 17, 1818, God called him to home to be with him. He died with the smile of God upon his face and the peace of God in his heart. Reverend Mr. Beecher from Litchfield, now from Boston, would preach his service of memory and provoke up many to others to go back to the where Obuakai lived, back to my homeland, back to my island, to, to teach my people of the Capuana, of the Pouquet, the Bible. He was buried on a hillside outside of Cornwall, Connecticut. Reverend Beecher would preach his memorial service. Two moons stood, two, two priests stood by, two kahuna of the true God of heaven would stand by. One name would be Thaddeus. The other name would be Hiram Bingham. Asa Thurston and Hiram Bingham. They would surrender at the Goshen Church of Connecticut to go and preach the gospel to the lost heathen of, of, of Hawaii. They would sail on the ship of Thaddeus on October 23rd in the year of our Lord, 1819. They would set sail from Boston, Massachusetts. They would sail, set sail for a five-month five journey. In the meanwhile, in the providence of God, my king, whom I served for many years, Kamehameha, would die the following spring of 2019. When he died, the queen became the ruler of our, of, our, of our islands. As providence would have it, I saw the ship Thaddeus, the tall mast coming from the west to our very bay, and I, as I stood on the cliff shores with the queen, I now know it was the Spirit of God that spoke to me, but at the time being lost and hell-bound, I thought maybe it was my spirit that was talking to me, and I saw that ship, that we saw many ships before, but I said, that is him. He's come back, and he's in a bouquet. He's in a book. 
And I told Queen that we must listen to him and all that he says in the book, in the writing. The missionaries, the ones of the true God of heaven, came to our island. And the queen, as providence would have it, would defy, would allow the missionaries to spread the Christian religion. She would have an Elijah experience as on Mount Carmel at the precipice of the volcano that so many thousands of Capuana had been thrown into. So many of my fellow kinsmen, my family, and that I have I killed many myself. And there she would taunt Pele all day long with the book, the Pouquet. Pele did not answer. The queen received Jesus as her savior. When she received Jesus as her savior, her family immediately received Jesus as their savior. The, the whole tribe received Jesus as savior and Lord. And over the next few years, the Christian faith spread to all of our islands. The year is now 1825. Thousands now attend the weekly Sabbath. Tens of thousands, the largest structure we've ever built in the history of Hawaii is in Hilo. And there 10,000 come to hear the gospel, the precious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ preached. We are a redeemed people. God has blessed us. We went from dark hedonism, lost and undone, and on our way to hell, throwing each other in volcanoes and causing each other torture and death for hundreds of years. But by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, his amazing grace, we have come to know Christ as Savior. I believe, as I see in the future, that Obukaya will be remembered. I think he will be remembered for years to come. I have now found that in the Pouquet, in the Bible, in the book, it says his works do follow. Chapels would be built in his name. Churches would rise up in the big islands and other islands as well. He would, Hawaii would go on to live for Jesus and become a, one of the great states of America I see in the future. But Obukai never did get to come back to Hawaii, not when he died. He was buried on that hillside in Cornwall, Connecticut. But in 1993, I envisioned that the University of Connecticut would send a team and would exhume his body and give him a new graveside, a new burial place, and he would overlook the shores of where Captain Cook some two miles beyond the bay, was killed in the very, the very bay where Captain Caleb Brindle came and took Hopu and where he said, I will come back. He would be buried right next to where was my pagan temple where thousands of lives were sacrificed. Now the precious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ goes forth from the same place that once was a place of human torture and, and sacrifice. I believe in the future that the pastor of this assembly, Harvest Baptist Church, 
would have the privilege of meeting and going to the very place where Obuakai would be laid at. And he stood there and realized that God is great and God can do wonderful things. God is a miracle-working God and God uses his servants to, after they die for many hundreds of years to bring many to Christ. From the islands of Hawaii, missionaries would go forth to the Marquise Islands, to the Gilbertese Islands, to the Marshall Islands, to, the, to uh, the islands of the Pacific. And although met by cannibals in many cases and killed many of the first missionaries, the gospel would spread throughout the whole empire of the great seas of the Pacific. And the pastor of the church would be able to, by the providence of God, be able to receive a letter a handwritten letter from the sixth-generation relatives of Obuakiah, and knock on their door at 7.30 in the morning in 2007 with a handwritten letter from the lady that was the sixth-generation relative of Obukiah that was responsible for bringing him back to his homeland of Hawaii. And there, they, with tears in their eyes, they shared the picture of the... the picture of their loved one. And they had the casket that Obukai was to come back in in their very house, in their very living room. But they did not know that their Obukai was six foot one according to the University of Connecticut. His tombstone in Cornwall, Connecticut reads in this way. In memory of Henry Obukai, a native of Hawaii, his arrival in his, this country gave rise to the foreign mission school of which he was a worthy member. He was once an idolater and was designed for a pagan priest. But by the grace of God and by the prayers and instructions of pious friends, he became a Christian. He was eminent for piety and Christian zeal. When almost prepared to return to his native isle to preach the gospel, God took him to himself. In his last sickness, he wept and prayed for Hawaii but was submissive. He died without fear, with a heavenly smile upon his countenance and the glory in his soul. February 17th, 1818, age 26. Obukai's brother would die. His brother adopted brother, his older brother would die just a few months earlier in the great seas of the Atlantic. He would be buried there with a desire to go to Hawaii but he, never, he as well never got to go to Hawaii himself, but missionaries went and helped spread the gospel to Hawaii and then again to Burma and to Africa and to the great west of our great country of America. All, and the, the, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ continues to go forward in great, with great striving. And the greatest revival in the history of Christianity took place because of Obuakiah, the Awakener. To God be the glory great things he hath done.